including winter squash and spinach, as typically containing residues of multiple pesticides, some with as many as 14. The report goes on to cite data indicating both widespread illegal pesticide usage and persistence of carcinogenic chemicals that were banned decades ago in present-day corporate harvests. In addition, small home gardens are ideally suited to the use of organic or semi-organic materials and methods that can significantly reduce and even eliminate the need for synthetic pesticides. Regardless, if a home gardener decides to use commonly available over-the-counter pesticides, proper usage and scheduling is personally insured by the gardener to make sure that the amount of residue remaining in the food is far less than in typical commercially grown produce. Superior taste is a major benefit to homegrown foods. The two major factors influencing taste are freshness and the actual variety grown. With a backyard garden, it is not unusual to serve vine-ripened tomatoes within minutes of picking them from the vine, whereas supermarket tomatoes are harvested while green and allowed to ripen during shipment. It is really impossible for any sort of food store to exceed the degree of freshness found in a backyard garden. In addition, because the vegetable varieties used in corporate agriculture, a.k.a., agribusiness are selected for toughness in shipping, simultaneous ripening and ease of mechanical harvesting, some of the best-tasting varieties of numerous fruits and vegetables are not even available in supermarkets because they aren't suitable for machine picking or bruise too easily. Conversely, the home gardener is free to choose from literally thousands of common and or heirloom varieties on the basis of personal taste. Commercial growers are in business. As a result, the dollar is their standard of value. Your health, to the extent it even crosses their minds, is a far secondary concern. Their primary aim is the production of goods with the lowest possible cost and selling them at the highest possible price, consistent with the greatest profit. There is nothing automatically evil about this process, but it is obvious that the effort you can invest in making sure your food is safe, tasty, and healthful is far superior to that of a corporation half a continent away. Finally, Economy is an important reason to produce and preserve foods at home. The many farming methods covered in this book yield fresh produce at mere percentages of the cost of purchasing similar foods at the supermarket. This means that growing your own food can add precious dollars to the family budget, while preserving your own food can guarantee a supply of healthful food during lean times. Moving from vegetable gardening into full-scale mini-farming using intensive techniques can conceivably provide over 80% of a family's food, reducing cash needs by many thousands of dollars yearly. I have met many people who used to grow gardens 
but have since abandoned the practice. While the details vary, in all of these cases, the former gardeners had encountered conditions that made the realization of their gardening goals either impossible or impractical. Many had moved to homes with very small yards, so a traditional garden wouldn't fit. Some had experienced injuries that limited mobility. Others had encountered bad insect or other pest problems. Finally, many just gave up because gardening was too much time and trouble when compared to the benefits they derived. The lesson I have learned is that people need to have a reasonable prospect of achieving their goals in gardening, or they won't bother. The goals of the mini-farmer are similar to those of the home gardener, but with an added emphasis on economics. The mini-farmer's aim is to reduce the amount of income needed.